further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, I'm so glad that we can podcast today because I have a lot of questions for you. Perfect. I love those. <laughs> this time I at least warned you. <laughs> it's true. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm I'm still plowing away on my university classes um, during this strange and fascinating season of my life because I have got to accomplish things. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the question for me was, should I do university or not while I'm doing chemo? I don't know. I can do anything, right? I actually can't. Did mm. you know there's things you can't power through with willpower? Yeah, actually. So, well, I didn't. Okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> so confession right up front. I recognized in some of my refining in the last little while that my determination to always do something productive mm. was a really good strategy to deal with depression. Because when people get into depression, they don't want to do anything or feel like doing anything. And action precedes well-being sometimes, right? Action precedes yeah. emotions. And so I learned to make myself do stuff. I mean, this is decades ago. Ah. Uh, I know, right? Huh. So then you get to be 51 and have cancer. Is it okay? I hope our yeah. listeners don't feel traumatized every time I say that. They're fine. <laughs> this is where I'm at right now. And discover more new things about yourself. So my desire to be productive is part of a really proactive mental health strategy. But doesn't always work for all the things. Mm. All our listeners will be super encouraged that today's a good day to learn new things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talked to all my professors ahead of time and they all said, do what you can and we'll extend deadlines. So I'm really grateful for that. But the time came and I hit the wall and I couldn't really do anything schoolwork for a week or two or three there was a time mm -hmm. so anyway, but I was pushing myself all along too every day I go to my treatments at the cancer clinic and then I come home and try really hard to read a textbook no fun Amy <laughs> anyhow ironically because we love irony one of my classes is a spiritual formation class. It's one of the last required courses I have to finish off. And it's a, it's a really good course. Yeah. And it for sure would be an amazing course. If I had taken this course 30 years ago, I would have learned some stuff ahead of time. I feel like I did a spiritual formations course my first yeah. year in Bible college. Very similar. The stuff Probably you're talking did. about was like, you know, pick some spiritual disciplines. I highly yeah. recommend it. Now, if we could so time it somehow that you had some real experience in ministry... And then took the class, you'd have a, get a different thing out of it. It's true, because I was like, I'll just do this stuff and check mark it and be right. done. And how, many, how many of those are you incorporating in your life now? None. I don't even remember them. How many of them do you need now, Amy? None. No, just okay. like, <laughs> I will straighten you out right here on all, our podcast. I need all of them. This no. is a really long intro for, yeah. for me, because I've hit several walls in my life. I've already figured out that I need to do some of these. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, one of the assignments with a personal reflection paper attached. Do we love personal reflection papers? My whole degree was personal reflection love papers. Love them. They are not hard. I, I do not have to find other people's words. I can tell you how I think and how I, I feel. I hated them when I was really? in university. You don't like talking about how you think and feel? Oh, I hated them. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I could, I could do eight pages of self-reflection. <laughs> and they actually have value. They do. They so do. anyhow, one of my assignments is write a three-page reflection paper on two different spiritual disciplines. And there was like 23 of them mm -hmm. to choose from. Some of them I just can't even do right now. Cancer and COVID. Okay, the end. 
Some of yeah. them won't work. Some of them super incorporated in my life. Like one of them is like practice hospitality. Well, I have you guys over all the time. I practice hospitality. It's true. Anyway, one jumped out at me right away, which was fun. I know. Spiritual discipline of fun. Yeah. For someone who believes that they must be productive so they won't get depressed. Do you remember that uh, prophetic word that dude spoke over us at uh, General Assembly? Well, now that you say it, I do. General Conference? General Assembly. General Assembly. (laughs) (laughs) Our Pentecostal slash Alliance listeners will get that. It's all right. Yeah. Also, I was like, wait a minute, just referencing our conversation before about fun. and It would be rude to talk about it in front of our listeners and not tell them about it. So you better tell them. All I remember remember was like... um, the person said, like, us together, like, a ministry of, of like, breaking chains. Mm-hmm. But then he released over us, like, I can't, uh, the general term I have is, like, he released over us, like, fun. Like, that um, that we would develop in amidst of the other stuff, that yeah. we would develop what it looks like to just have fun. Yeah, I remember, remember it me? as you're saying it, like, more like he said this chain-breaking yeah. thing over us and talked about how that is really, like, good but hard work. Yeah. And it is. When we constantly deal with the yeah. spiritual darkness people are, you know, struggling through, and we help them with that, it can get weighty and yeah. it's exhilarating and draining mm-hmm. at the same time in that he more challenged us to make sure we cultivate fun. Okay. So that was good because that was, like, at least five years ago. And apparently I suck at it. And the the tension in my brain is, mm. I'm a fun person. I laugh a lot. Yeah. Why do I need to go have fun? Because mm. I have things to get done. If my sister is listening to our podcast, she is twitching so hard right now. <laughs> so anyway, I convicted on that one mm-hmm. is that I also get joy out of crossing things off of a list. Isn't that fun? I get joy out of podcasting. I'm having fun right now. You're preaching to the choir. Sorry. Like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It so is anyway, fun. <laughs> the only thing I knew at that point was that that one did step out at, mm. jump out at me. So even though I had a lot of arguments for Jesus, he must get so tired of me sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I knew fun was an important one. Yeah. So I'm going to just tell you guys for fun what I did. And when I hit the wall and I actually was so tired and so sick that I couldn't mm. even do schoolwork, I read a novel. <laughs> But it was fun, mm-hmm. and it was so good. And what I did was give myself permission to rest. Yeah. Now, Amy, question for you: mm-hmm. What's the difference between being lazy and having fun? Hmm, that's a good question, Michelle. <laughs> that's what you always say when I throw you a question I haven't prepared you for. Because this yeah. is the struggle. I'm also carry this wonderful Dutch hardworking legacy, and we get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes I'm being lazy because I'm putting off something I don't want to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I struggle with deliberately and intentionally having fun. Yeah. Laziness is an avoidance of something, Mm -hmm. whereas like rest and fun is choosing something. Yeah. Maybe? Probably. that I think you're on to something there, something worth thinking about. Because like rest and fun still have purpose attached to it. Not a purpose to accomplish something. Yeah. But there's a purpose to it right fun for the delight and enjoyment rest for just like allowing your body and soul and spirit space to breathe whereas laziness is and being lazy is like against something not for something yeah and i think choosing fun is to war against the idolatry Mm -hmm. of productivity yep Yep, and rest Ooh, as well. Yeah, idolatry of productivity. Yeah, which is completely different than being a fruitful, productive yep. person who's choosing to make their life and their time right. We steward our time, we steward our gifts, our resources. Those things are super important, 
But it's almost like when I'm choosing fun and I'm saying no to productivity, mm-hmm. it's saying that this productivity thing isn't defining me. Yeah. Because one of the things that I have struggled with is I don't want to let my professors down. They've been kind. So I need to do everything I can inside of me or I will not be a good enough student worth the grace they gave me they probably care a lot less than you think they do (sighs) probably (laughs) i mean they care about you but probably a lot less about like well extending deadlines is annoying anyhow nonetheless they are kind and lovely and i don't know that any of them listen to our podcast pretty sure they don't but it was good Mm -hmm. it was good when i just said you know what i have to get off this crazy train i can't Mm-hmm. I'm spending all this energy trying to make something happen that I don't have any clarity on. Mm. And as I read the novel, I picked a good one. It was quite delightful. And it was restful. Mm. So anyway, so that was number one. But hey, what do you? What would you do for fun if you were picking fun? Hmm. If I was picking fun, I'd probably buy a new puzzle. Mm-hmm. Or You and I are just a barrel of laughs. I know. <laughs> puzzle, a good book. Oh, what are you and your husband doing for fun? That's right. I am, uh, so my husband plays video games. I like the idea of video games, but they're all really too complicated for me. I need ones <laughs> where it's like there's two buttons, but still interesting. Mario Kart? Mm, no, see, That's the extent uh, of my, I can yeah, tolerate Yeah, even it. that is too like, okay. for me. Okay, Mario Kart is too intense for yeah, you. it's too intense for me. So it's like I have... Right, a, a good pastime is like, man, if we could find something we could play together. Yeah. But searching something that's like a local co-op player, so both of us can play together, that's like interesting enough for him who plays video games, but simple enough for me, is challenging. It, but yeah, it sounds one. nearly impossible. I found one that I think we're both, yeah, that we've started playing. And so I think we played for like 45 minutes yesterday. And it was just fun because we were like trying to figure out puzzles together and we were both there and engaged. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I just enjoyed this. This was fun. Do you know together. what I like about it? There's some something, even as you're describing that, I'm like, this is marriage where we face a challenge together, mm, not mm-hmm. a power struggle with each other. Yeah. That's got to be oh, actually helpful somehow. Here's the thing. The, I'll give you, because now that this analogy, <laughs> it's called Unravel and your two little yarn characters that are attached. <laughs> you're such that, a nerd. That you're attached together by string. Ooh. So it's like you can't go so far ahead and you can't jump if the person goes under because then your string gets stuck. And you have to work like swing each other and build ropes together and you can only go so different. This. Right? Like you you way. actually have to work together because your rope will get all tangled up if you don't. Whoa. Right? Mic drop right there. It's called Unravel 2. Okay. We'll and put I got it on, it on favorite Xbox as a bundle. <laughs> For $10, normally $20 each. So 30 bucks off, worth it. The layers of fun in this. I'm it's hearing true. you saved money, you got yep. a deal, you deliberately chose fun with your husband what? over productivity. Man, girl, you are winning. Yeah. Okay, so this podcast Anyways. isn't just about fun. No. Part two. Mm-hmm. I had to pick a second one and they were all like meh to me. The only one that I kind of thought about a second or third or fourth time, and I'm kind of going, Jesus, the papers do this week. I kind (laughs) of need to finish it. And they all take time. They're not like whatever. And one of them was taking a break from technology. And just to be specific and accurate, we're talking about like computer phone technology because there's lots of technology. My car's technology, whatever. So you know what I'm talking about. And I've done this so many times that the Mm -hmm. first time I read it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I've already done that. So I know what it does for me. Nonetheless, it was the one that kept standing out to me. And all through this cancer journey, 
I've been really isolated and often Mm. even like physically in another city far away from people. So I've relied on my phone a lot Mm. Mm -hmm. to keep me connected, which is such a gift. Oh, yeah. Like this is Garden of Eden, be fruitful and flourish and take dominion over the earth. Technology is created to build this bridge of connectivity Mm. is awesome. But also, you know, you get on there, you message your people, and then you scroll through Facebook again. And I could tell there's like a bleh that mm. settles over my soul too much time yep. on all those different platforms. Nonetheless, incredible tool. So that's the one that kept coming to me. And I thought maybe this would be a good reset for me. I mean, I'm back home. I can see you again. My kids are coming over. So I picked to do it this weekend. Mm-hmm. You have also done what we call technology fasts. Why? Why bother? Mm. Why bother? I think for me, and I don't think I'm alone in this, it's like you said, technology is great and it keeps us connected, Mm -hmm. but we start using the technology to meet needs in ways that it shouldn't be met. Mm -hmm. So for me, right, a lot of, it's like I can recognize that I use, I can use technology and social media to numb out. Mm -hmm. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed or tired or just like, strong emotions that it's like social media is a way for me to be disengaged and numb out yeah that's not what it was made for nope right yep another way i can do it is like if i'm feeling really like anxious about you know so much things up in the up in the air unknown kind of chaotic feelings it's like i can use it to satisfy my need to know Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, but if I know all the information and I know all the perspectives, then I can quiet the anxiety you I feel. You will have the answer. I will have the answer. <laughs> have you ever found the answer on the internet, Amy? No. <laughs> right? And I just, this one, this one I became yeah, really yeah. aware of when, um, yeah. you know, George Floyd yeah. and a lot of the uh, conversations around Black Lives Matter and, and the racial issues, that it was like, I was consuming so much because there was so much, like, I don't know. I just don't know. And it mm-hmm. was like, I just need to be aware of everything. And then I will be able to get sorted. I will feel better. Things will be more organized. It didn't do that. All it did is made me feel more chaotic. And because I was looking to, to technology or using technology as a way to soothe my unrest. Mm-hmm. So when the it, tension between being informed mm-hmm. and going there to feel like you've figured it out. How, how did you solve that one? Yeah. For me, it was like, I will not know enough to be able to be right to all the people. What? This isn't just about being right. It's about being right to all All the the people. people. Okay, you have named one of the most intense uh, places of of tension. Yeah. That happens in our online engagement. Oh, yeah. For all the people. Right? Oh, my word. And it was like, once it was like I had that, it was just like, I will never know enough to be able to articulate my position perfectly so that people understand me and think I'm right. And so it was just like, actually, I need to be done. And so it was, it was like, you know, some of the people that really were sharing good things, but actually were just creating overload in me. I just Mm -hmm. stopped following them Mm -hmm. either altogether or for a season. Mm -hmm. Right. I kind of, I really pulled back and was like, nope. Right. And there was the pull for sure to be like, oh, but then it's like, as I realized how much quieter my soul got as I disengaged, I was like, oh, okay, this is, I'm not being oblivious to what's going right. on. I'm not sticking my head in the sand and being like, oh, no, no, nothing, there's nothing the matter. Yeah. I'm aware of what's going on, but I don't need to be aware of all the little tiny perspectives of yeah. everything. The other tension for that one for me is like, yes, because I, I want the right answer so I can have the right answer for all the people. Mm-hmm. 
I'm actually not having those conversations with anybody in a meaningful way. It's true. I actually am not solving the problem, yep. right? The race issue. I'm not yeah. solving it, but I'm not even being engaged with the person in front of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to change this problem single-handedly, but I sure am going to change it in my sphere of influence, but yeah. not by being on the internet a lot. Yeah. And having lots of arguments with people who are definitely wrong. I might not have the answer, yeah. but I know they're wrong. I know they're wrong. <laughs> right? I yes. think what else what else can happen for in technology, not necessarily for me, yeah. but for others, is just like we can use it to avoid the quiet and still yes. of being alone with our own thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so I was feeling that tension this weekend because I, I did just, we're, we're recording on a Monday morning and I all of a sudden decided if I was going to do this, I, it probably should be the weekend, partly because my husband would be around. I wouldn't be home alone mm-hmm. all the time. And um, just, I have some projects like my book, mm-hmm. publishing, releasing, there's a lot going yeah. on there that I'm going to need to be available business hours. So I set a do not disturb message. So there was an automatic reply to all my texts that just said, I'm uh, taking a break from technology for a class assignment on these dates. Uh, if it's urgent to get a hold of me, call the house or my husband. Otherwise, I look forward to catching up with you on Monday. So I created a message so I wasn't just completely ignoring people. But I was pretty nervous about the amount of solitude. Mm. And is that even good for me and how much we need community? So here's the thing about any kind of a quote fast. It is always for a time limit, mm. a limited mm-hmm. time. It is good for me to be connected to people. It is good for me, you know. All those things. So you always only do it for a limited time because we're never fasting from something because it is in and of itself bad. Yeah. Because we don't want to use it in the wrong way. Yeah. So I was a little nervous about the level of quietness. Um, something that was good for me is it gave me space to think deeply about some things that I actually don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Jesus was up for it. He could handle it. Yeah. And he met me there. Not bad. Some other things I had about that, it turned out that I do listen to podcasts a lot too, mm-hmm. which is on my yeah. phone. So... Not listening to podcasts was a bummer. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah. a good thing, such as further up and further yeah. in. Very good. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it to help myself get to sleep so that I could turn off my own brain. So instead, for two days, I diligently allowed myself to have thoughts and mm. take them to the Lord. And that's not just a fluffy thing. That's for real. Ironically, not ironically, sadly, one of my friends died of cancer this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit in that instead of mm. podcast listening. I missed my worship, mm. which is a spiritual discipline oh, yeah. for me. Okay, I'm just like, oh yeah, you were. It's all okay, on my I'm phone. Forgetting all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bad thing? No, I even thought I can give myself permission because there's nothing bad I do. Like worship for me is how I orient my heart and my emotions and my thought to Jesus mm-hmm. every morning. I sang instead of myself. Mm. It was not as beautiful. <laughs> my husband was around for part of it, but you know what else? I was lamenting because he loved that I was doing this. He's quite happy to not see me texting everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. I just said, man, I'm struggling with not having my worship music. He went and got his guitar. He sang for an hour last night. Oh, I know. Yeah. So stepping back from digital life, which is not all unreal, Mm -hmm. but to some more tangible relationship. I'm so grateful he did that. Mm -hmm. And that was a good thing for us. Yeah. I had two other bigger thoughts. One is a question for you. Okay. You ready? Uh, I guess so. So one of my compulsions is I I think about people and I text them to encourage them. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend who's lost their job as of today. Yesterday was their last day of work. All day Mm. yesterday. I just wanted to text them so bad Mm. and tell them I was thinking about them and praying for them. My question that came to me was, do you think praying for them isn't enough? 
Ooh. <laughs> that you have to let them know so that they know. So that they can actually be encouraged. Because, like, would praying actually make a difference? Oh, interesting. Ouch, right? Like a little awkward right there. We'll just let that mm-hmm. sit. So, like the choosing fun over productivity, like the disengaging as opposed to being out there for yeah. people. How do we navigate the tension between recognizing the whole world doesn't depend on us and that we make a difference? Uh, that's a hard question. That's You're a good question. To say, that's a good question. That's a good and hard question, Michelle. <laughs> My thought is, is one, one is still kind of all about yourself, what? right? Like the focus is still like, you know, I'm going to show up. It's all about, you know, I'm going to be the one to save. Whereas the other one is like, it, that's more other per other person focused Mm -hmm. where it's like you can be like man god has created me and set me in relationships for the purpose of showing his love yeah so i can do that Mm -hmm. whereas the other one is still kind of a self worship self idolatry of like i am the one to make it and i do it because it makes me feel good and i am awesome yeah that's my thought off the bat wow i'm so glad i asked you (laughs) Right. And some, and those, and it can, that can be all confusing Mm -hmm. and all raveled up. It's not like, you know, you're 100% all in it for self-promotion or 100 all for others. Often it's like kind of a tangle mess where there's little bits of flavoring mixed in. And so we get to let Jesus talk to us about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And not get, again, super self-obsessed about Mm -hmm. whether we're showing up the right way. (laughs) Right. Because I'm not just going to wimp out. And call in sick if I don't really have to. Yeah. And I can step back and believe that God is meeting people's needs. Yeah. And that I still make a difference when Mm -hmm. I show up. So, yeah, I'm afraid the answer is that. Yeah. That it's not all about you. Yeah. But it's about you. And so here's my last aha thing Mm -hmm. from my technology break. You know the myth of narcissists? Yep. He never loved anything until he saw a reflection of himself and then he just... And then he... Then he really loved it. He really loved it. <laughs> he really and loved the TikTok video he made of himself. Exactly. Or the Instagram post he made of himself. <laughs> and so here we go again yeah. with nuance. Mm-hmm. None of us would call any, well, very few people we actually know true narcissists. Yeah. Although that word has been be- being increasingly thrown around. Yeah, but it's another whatever. passive aggressive insult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's make it about ourselves mm-hmm. with some self-examination. Yeah. Uh, he fell in love with his own image. We're always putting an image out there mm-hmm. on our use of social media, and we're always engaging with other people's images. Mm-hmm. So that was fun and interesting. Mm. So I asked good questions about what's happening as I engage with social media. Mm. I don't personally struggle with looking at other people's lives and believing they're actually that amazing. No. <laughs> but maybe there's yeah. a cynicism there, and so I don't usually have like that kind of envy. I do believe that part of the way I do engage fruitfully with the world is sharing Mm -hmm. ministry content, our podcast. I'm a teacher, exhorter, whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a platform there to use. Can I make a post and not check on see on how it's been doing for a while? Mm. Ah, Right? It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. It is. Because I need to know it's landing somewhere. Yeah. But there's actual science around the whole dopamine release that mm. happens when you get likes and follows it's not just me no. it's not just you it's not just like some of those people this is something that happens to us so i think recognizing our engagement with social media mm-hmm. and 
saying, oh, this feels like approval, but it actually isn't defining who I am. Mm, mm-hmm. Having some really good self-awareness around that. Yeah. And another thing I noticed as I was going through different people's, because I follow a lot of people, I try to learn from what other churches are doing, other people, and some of them really put themselves on there all the time. Mm. And it's not that you can't put yourself on there, but where are you pointing to? Yeah. The whole idea of worship is focus, Mm. focus Mm -hmm. of attention, focus of emotional energy, focus of resources. So when we think about how we're using our technology... Is there any places where it kind of overlaps with what you could call worship? Mm. So these were some of my very good rumblings. Mm -hmm. We also need to acknowledge that technology is a gift. Like we already, we started out with that. This is a great way for me to be connected with people. I miss whatever texts I didn't get from you this weekend. Mm -hmm. They were not life shattering. No. They were probably some cute thing your kid did or a thought you had about X, Y, Z. And then we we were like, we got to plan Christmas, man. Yeah. So not all bad. So we're not going to be old codgers and just go, burn the cell phones, torch yeah. the internet. This is culture. Mm-hmm. And we engage in the culture in which we live. Yeah. We want to use it in a healthy way. Yeah. I um, Whenever I think about technology, it always reminds me um, of Mark 2 when Jesus is talking mm. about the Sabbath. Mm. And said, man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath made for the man. And I, it, it always makes, it always draws me to make that connection with technology. I love it. Man was not made for technology, but technology was made. So put it for in man. a first person like Amy and right? technology. So technology uh, Amy was not made for technology. Yeah. Technology was made for Amy. Yeah. It's good. Right? It changes it where it's like, okay, like I am not a slave to this. Mm-hmm. It is for my usage the way that I see fit. I am not like, I have no choice. I have to do all these things, right? Like there's no like helpless aspect to it. Right. It's really like, this is a gift. How do I use it responsibly? How do I use it to the best of my capacity? And how do I use it in the right order? And so you're going to notice if it's being the Lord over your family time, Mm -hmm. over your engagement with people with you. I'm laughing because I kind of had a flip side of the question this weekend. Mm -hmm. I had a moment where I thought, (gasps) What if there's people that couldn't be bothered to visit me or call mm. me if they couldn't get a hold of me by text? <gasps> do mm. you love me enough? I was pretty sure you do. But yeah. there might be some people you would lose if they couldn't get you that easily. Yeah. That was just a good little refining question. Yeah. Not going to... I have that wondering a little bit of like, just in, in terms of like pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. like back in the day where they either had to call you like at your office mm-hmm. or at home or visit you. To have a conversation with you. I Like, just the difference now of... Mm-hmm. And that's a two-way street, because that's oh, yeah. also how pastors reached out to their congregants. Yep. So I thought about that, too. Mm-hmm. We don't use smoke signals anymore for a reason. Yeah. There's a better way to communicate. Yep. But not everything about it is better. Exactly. I did have the thought that where we live in northern spaces, mm. I notice this whenever I travel to a warmer place, people hang around outside and talk. Mm. It was you come and go in the village, in the coffee shops, in the, all that. People linger because it's warm. We jet would dash inside because it's cold. Yeah. We also live in more spread out geographically spaces. We have lots of room mm. in Canada. Mm-hmm. We don't live close to each other. We don't hang and talk over the fence. That in some ways, I wonder if our technology has given us an ability hmm. to have a village-like connection with some people. Obviously, yeah. I can't do that with 25 people, but yeah, I have that with you. Mm. That's a really good thought. Yeah, so I thought that was a redemptive thought. Yeah. And I wanted to put it that out there. That is a redemptive thought. Yeah, and we need some of those. Yeah. 
I had the thought if anybody would be offended by getting my auto reply instead oh, of hearing from me. Okay. And the fact that made me twitch reminded me that I do sometimes feel responsible for other mm. people's emotions. And so that was a good awareness that I could let that go. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a bad thing. At the end of the day, we're going to have a really simple answer, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had a discipline when I was working full time where I would take a 24-hour period where my phone was turned off. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that when I wasn't working anymore. Mm. Didn't feel like I needed to. Yeah. think I might put some parameters around mm. put the phone away time again. Mm-hmm. Just a good good refresher. Yeah. Anything else? Um I think just just be curious about your technology use, mm-hmm. right? Just ask the question, Jesus, is there anything driving this that isn't of yep. you? Yeah. And one of the fruit of his spirit or an aspect of the fruit of his spirit is self-control. Yeah. So again, if it's controlling you instead of you controlling it, that's just a great invitation to something right there. Yep. So we're kind of kidding, but not really. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Jesus Yeah. about our rhythms, fun, productivity, technology use, all of these things we've just had a conversation about. It's just a really great place to fine tune with Jesus. And as we allow him to do and speak to us in those areas, it's going to actually create more space, more capacity. It's going to lead us further up and further in. Mm-hmm.